Alrighty guys, hey there, and how are ya? Thanks for joining me again for another episode of Let's Talk Life. Uh, Luke here on this side wanting to reach out and, and share with you a little bit about what's on my mind, this idea of expectations and excuses and the inevitable chaos of life and ultimately what the hell do we do about it? <laughs> so I, I found myself in this process today of trying to share and have a positive impact. I, I've got a plan and I've mapped out like specific tasks. I'm going to do this, that and the other. Specifically, I'm going to uh, record a little uh, audio over some slideshows and get that all going so I can I can kind of teach right or share some information that I think might be useful teach some tools and spread that information out through social media. I thought this was a good way to do it. I was going to give it up for free. And despite this good uh, altruistic intent, my every effort seemed to just be thwarted and it was a pain in the ass. And so I, I couldn't get the setup to work. My Nothing was functioning, software updating, blah, 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 blah. And then, okay, I finally got it. I got it. I got it. I went to go back and look at it and then boom. Oh man, the audio never came through. Are you kidding me? I was all mic'd up. I mean, everything, one thing after another kind of cascaded. And I found myself in crisis mode, like just holy meltdown. I'm the pissed off what the fuck i don't know if you've ever felt that way but that's how i was feeling not that long ago actually and so what i did was i i utilized some tools that i have in my tool bag some breathing techniques and specifically the four count breath to kind of call myself a three count and hold to kind of clear my mind and then a kind of two count blasting breath to get my confidence back up and I went and got back at it and decided I was going to just kind of pivot toward something more uh, I don't know practical or I decided what I'm going to do is I'm just going to write this stuff down on the board and I'm going to share it and so I did if you're curious about that look me up on Facebook uh, or maybe even join the Soul Focus Facebook group and you can find this video where I taught these techniques and I kind of talked through this overcoming crisis mode, how to get calm, clear and confident in any situation. How do we center ourselves to stay in the eye of the storm when shit hits the fan? And that was uh, that was all well and good. So that took up like five times more time than I thought it was. And here we are in the afternoon time. And I'm like, ah, oh, what else do I, you know, oh, what do I got time to do before everything comes in? And, oh, I don't have time to do this and I don't have time to do that. And, ah, son of a, okay. So here's where we're going to pause and I'm going to back up and talk about expectations, excuses, and inevitable chaos, right? So this morning I was feeling pretty good and I had a set of expectations about what the day was going to look like. And ultimately, when it didn't work out the way that I thought it would, when my expectations were not met, I started to get a little bit frustrated. And when my expectations were not met, I lost a little bit of clarity and certainty about what direction to go. So I expected that I'd be able to put one foot in front of the other, do this, that, and the other, and then I would be at this place I wanted to be. But because ultimately that didn't happen, because my expectations fell through, I was like, son of, uh, I don't know what to do. And so that, you know, this is the inevitable chaos of life, right? We, we have choices that we can make in any and every given moment, but ultimately our choices are going, are on a collision course with the random chaos of the cosmos. So we can't escape the chaos, 
we can't escape change. We can only choose to use change and maybe reframe our expectations just a little bit. Expectations are actually really powerful tools. I mean, both positive and negative. You know, it's interesting. We tend to live up to our own expectations or we are we strive toward that. So we can we can use an expectation kind of as a, a pie in the sky. Like I, I expect that every day I want to get up and I'm going to give it my best to be the best husband and father that I can be. For example, this is a positive expectation. Ultimately, when I feel like I fail or I fall on my face in that department when I'm, you know, I, I bark at my family, rah, 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 leave me alone. I got something better to do. Uh, I'm not meeting that expectation. It doesn't feel good. And so if it's a healthy, positive expectation and I'm not measuring up to that, I can feel that little bit of, you know, twinge in my heart, like, Ooh, I knew I should do a little bit better. And so I'm going to go back to this expectation that I'm, that I really truly am going to give it my best. Now that's a, a positive way of using that or looking at an expectation. I think ultimately we can escape having expectations, but more often than not, our expectations are a source of pain or a source of a cause of internal consternation, you know, like, gosh, you know, like I was saying just a minute ago about my expectations for the day when they weren't met, all hell broke loose in my mind, all hell broke loose in my mind. And I guess that's really the point about expectations is that it is all in our mind. An expectation is just a mental projection and mental projections are powerful. They can be powerfully positive and they can be powerfully negative. So expectations can have a positive influence and they can have a negative influence. But so often I find when we don't evaluate or we're unaware of our expectations, then we tend to suffer the negative consequences or the, or the downside to expectations. And this is true of our expectations of ourselves. And it's also true of our expectations of other people. Right. If I expect somebody to, you know, show up on time and do what they said they were going to do, <laughs> is that reasonable? Absolutely. That's a reasonable expectation. Right. But when somebody doesn't meet that expectation, they show up 10 minutes late and they're not uh, ready to do the job set before them. What what happens? Like, what is going on here? And I'm going to jump down somebody's throat and tell them, you know, the what for and you're fired. That's a possibility. I think people do that. Right. But is that wise? Absolutely. Probably not. It would be wiser to evaluate the gap in expectation. I expected that you would be here and, you know, be ready to roll what's going on? How come you were not? And so there's an opportunity to learn, to engage, to connect, to be real when we let go of that expectation. And an expectation of maybe your spouse or your friend, or your partner or your children. You know, I expect that this person is going to be able to meet all of my needs and yet somehow they don't. Right. And so you're not meeting my needs. You didn't tell me I look good and that you like my new shoes or, you know, you didn't say something sweet about the present that I got for you or you didn't give me anything for my birthday. <laughs> These are all expectations that seem plausible, reasonable. I mean, they're not outrageous expectations, but ultimately what we're expecting 
is somebody else to provide satisfaction for us, somebody else to give us that, that, yeah, all's right with the world kind of feeling, the warm and fuzzies. And when that doesn't happen, we get all bound up inside trying to figure out why this person isn't meeting my needs or why uh, my expectations aren't being met. And behold, we find ourselves in crisis mode. We find ourselves in turmoil, right? Tumult. And so what do we do about it? First, we got to get real clear about what our expectations are. Have you communicated your expectations to the people in your life, to your coworkers, to your boss, or to your employees, or to your spouse, or to your kids, or to whatever the case may be. Because if somebody doesn't know what the expectations are, they're not going to be able to ever meet them, right? So that's a oftentimes a big breakdown in expectations. I think about the expectations of uh, of our kids, for example. I expect uh, my child to do her best and to be a, a respectful kid to go in and sit down in class and not be like you know, stabbing her neighbor with a pencil or wiping boogers on the wall. Right. I mean, there's kids out there doing that. (laughs) Matter of fact, uh, one time I was on this field trip and I was chaperoning and I had my hand, I was on the bus and I was talking to the kid and I had my hand on the seat and this kid in the seat behind me just reached up and stabbed my hand with a pencil. And I was like, what? And I grabbed the pencil and I snapped it and I just looked in his eye like, I'm going to eat you for lunch, kid. And he was like, that man broke my pencil. I was like, I don't give a rat's ass about your pencil, kid. I'm going to break you. Anyway, that was a little side story there. But, you know, kids are out of control a lot of times. Not all kids, but some kids are. We all know this. We don't like to talk about it. It's like social taboo. Anyway, you know, I expect my kid not to be one of those out of control kids. And I, you know, I expect her to be honest. I expect her to be kind and respectful and all that. And because I've established those expectations and I've communicated those expectations, I've clarified those expectations repeatedly throughout her life. She tends to perform to those expectations. Now, if my expectations were, you know, just don't set the house on fire, you know, as long as you eat something, I don't really care what it is. As long as you're not throwing a fit, I'll be happy. And their child's only going to live up to those expectations. Does that make sense? So we can start to see how, how we can use those expectations as a positive parameter. But at the same time, it, it can become a very uh, acute source of pain or frustration when they don't meet the expectation. And then why? Why is there this gap? So that's what we're exploring just a little bit in the expectation department. And what happens is... When we miss expectations or somebody else misses our expectations or we fail to meet somebody else's expectations, does that ever happen? Husbands, have you ever failed to meet the expectations of your wives? Wives, have you ever failed to meet the expectations of your husbands? You know, employees, have you ever failed to meet the expectations of your boss? If you're the boss, have you ever, you know, failed to meet the expectation of your employees? (laughs) You know, this kind of stuff, it happens all the time, right? And what happens when we, you know, we're dealing with the consequences of of unmet expectations is a lot of times we get caught up in excuses like, well, I expected this to happen, but it didn't happen. Why not? Well, it was because of this problem or that problem, or it was because so-and-so dropped the ball, or it was because I just didn't feel good. I was having a bad day, or it was, you know, all of these different things that are ultimately excuses or thinly veiled excuses sometimes. Some excuses look really close to reality, right? Like, for example, uh, the excuse, I didn't do this because I didn't feel well. Now, that is real, right? So if somebody's like 
puking, vomiting, got the flu, and they're just out of commission. Obviously, they're not going to be able to perform to anybody's expectations, least of all their own. And what do we do with that situation? Well, I mean, it's not really an excuse then, is it? That's just a fact. But if somebody says, oh, well, I wasn't really feeling good. And so I didn't actually get done as much as I thought I was going to do. Hmm. Now that's a little bit squishy. That's a little soft. Are you sure that the reason you didn't get done what you thought you were going to do is because you weren't feeling good? Are you sure that you're not where you want in life because it was, you know, some insurmountable obstacle or problem occurred or is it just an excuse? Is it just a really convenient way or reason to rationalize why you're not where you really want to be, why you're not meeting your own expectations, meeting other people's expectations? Something to think about, you know, excuses. An exercise I did some time ago here, not that long ago, was, you know, making a list of what are my excuses? <laughs> Have you done that for yourself? You know, what are your excuses for not having everything you ever really wanted in life? I encourage you, I challenge you, even right now, to write that down on a sticky note. What are my excuses? You know, where am I at? What do I want to be? What are my excuses for not having what I really want in life? What are my excuses for not having the income that I want in life? What are my excuses for not having the relationships I want in life? What are my excuses for not having the car, the house, or the clothes? that I desire in my life? What are the excuses that I have that keep me from enjoying the richness and quality of life that I, I feel like I deserve or that truly you do truly deserve? These are excuses, right? We can look at those reasons, acknowledge them as an excuse and begin to reevaluate our strategy so that we can uh, sidestep the excuses, take radical responsibility and start to move forward with passion and purpose and navigate the inevitable chaos of life, right? That's what we want to do. That's positive momentum. That's focusing forward. That's getting over the obstacles and keep, you know, keeping the momentum going. Keep, pro keep progressing. Keep growing. Keep moving down the path to potential. So let's evaluate our expectations and excuses a little bit more deeply. And as we get into it a little bit more deeply, we can begin to see how our expectations and excuses actually interact with kind of this chemical reaction, if you will, chain reaction with the inevitable chaos of life. So let's put this into the context of the journey of life or the spiritual journey of life, right? If the sole purpose of your life is to be happy and have some, you know, degree of satisfaction, some acceptable degree of satisfaction. How can we frame that in terms of expectations, right? What do you expect to get out of life? In your whole entire life, all of your time on earth, you know that you don't really know how much time on earth you have, right? I'm pretty sure. I'll just remind you, like, nobody's going to make it out alive. We all hope that we're going to live long and prosper. But in reality, a lot of people are just not going to make it through life uh, to the very end. And some of us are going to make it through with good health. And some of us are going to make it through with, with, you know, issues, lots of pain, lots of suffering, things like that. So what are your expectations for life? What do you expect to get out of life? What do you hope to get out of life? 
what are some of the things that you expect life to provide for you? What do you think life is going to do for you? Right? Is it is it fair? Is life supposed to be fair? Is life do you do you expect life to be fair? Do you expect life to be just? Do you expect life to accommodate you or somehow, you know, baby you a little bit? Because if that's your expectation, if you expect life to be fair or, or just, or if you expect things to just make sense or always just work out the way you think they will, I mean, obviously anybody that comes into the world with that perspective is destined to just get smashed against the rock of reality, right? Life is not fair. It's just not. And it is not just. There's like, where is justice? I mean, you show me where there's justice. I mean, there's, there's the idea of it, the idea of being fair, the idea of having justice, but to have that as an expectation in my mind is completely incongruent with reality, right? And so when we say, oh, it's just, it's not fair. It didn't really work out. Well, that's not just, you know, oh, and that's why I'm all disgruntled and grumpy about things, right? That's just an excuse. That's an excuse for this irrational expectation that life is going to be uh, perfect the way you have it conjured up in your mind, right? That's not natural reality. That's mental projection. That's, that's my own version of reality. And as much as possible, I want to reconcile myself to natural reality on a regular basis because I think that's good for our mental health and helps us have a well-rounded worldview and perspective. It also is a good cause for us to be positive and optimistic. Now, I know for some of you, that's like a no brainer. That's like, duh, Luke, got it, get it. I mean, that's kind of uh, like the most basic stuff, right? Of course, life's not fair. Of course, you know, uh, I don't expect justice in every situation, you know, natural law of the jungle and all that stuff, right? So uh, congratulations, pat yourself on the back. You know, where are your expectations and excuses hindering you at right now? Now, I want to turn here for just a second. I want to turn toward a different sort of understanding of expectation. When we expect, for example, that something bad may happen, is that not an expectation? So we project this possibility that we're going to have a problem in the future. My car might break down or my kid might get sick or my flight might be delayed or this project might get completed on time. These are things that or an issue, or a perceived problem, right? It's an, a perceived issue. It's an expectation that something bad might happen. What happens when our expectation is of a negative potential? Ultimately, we're going to feel crappy, right? We're gonna like, oh, now we're going to start to get stress and anxiety and worry and cortisol in the bloodstream and all that kind of stuff. And it's just not very much fun. So here's an idea. What if our expectation was that things would work out better than expected? I don't really know how it's going to work out, so I'm just going to let it go. But I know that it's going to work out better than expected. And what happens when it doesn't work out better than expected? Aha! Well, then it's just saying that, oh, it didn't meet my specific expectations, right? Let me give you a story here. I was getting ready to move, and I was on this, this kicker, this idea that I'm going to, you know, 
life's just going to work out better than expected. And things truly were. I mean, it was like in the flow. Magic was happening. Like, yeah, this is cool. You know, when things click in the place and it just feels like this is just the way that it's supposed to be. I just know for sure I'm right where I need to be on the path of life. And I have all this confirmation and these signs and these wonders and miracles. It's like, yeah, man, I know for sure this is the spot and I'm moving in the right direction. Well, we decided, okay, we're going to, we're going to move. We're going to move to Boise, Idaho, and it's going to be this big deal. And we're going to, you know, sell our house and, you know, move and, you know, career transitions and all that kind of stuff is going down. We're going to have to tell our kid, we're going to leave her friends and go someplace new, but it's for a really good, good cause or a good reason, good opportunity and all of that. And in the, in the midst of all of this, I mean, it was just one thing after another, we talked to, I was, I was working uh, with the 4-H uh, group, 4-H fair board. They were building a new fairgrounds and I was helping them out with that. And uh, I had made contact with a lady through that uh, group that was a realtor. And I said, oh yeah, well, you know, we were kind of thinking, we we're kind of curious what our house was worth, you know, on the market, if it was worth in the market right now and all that. And she said, oh shoot, before I can come over before the meeting, take a look at it. And I said, oh sure, fine, that works out good. And so she shows up, you know, like a couple hours later, she's got the, the full on like market analysis and it has all the information market comps and here's the high and the low end of your house. And I was going, whoa, that's pretty cool. You know, this, this could work out better than expected. And so I was like, all right, so I talked to the wife about, are we, are we really feeling this? Like, are we ready to commit to this kind of change? There's a lot of uncertainty. We're stepping into the great unknown and all, I mean, we're letting go of, I mean, like what for us was like the perfect house, you know, and, and all of that kind of stuff. We're going to let go of what we know right now is so good in exchange for something that we don't really know about in the future, but we're just going to trust a little bit that it's, uh, this is what we we're, we're supposed to go. If this is what's meant to be, it'll be. And so we said, yep, that's it. We're going to do it called the realtor back on Monday, said, Hey, uh, let's do this. Let's get, let's throw this on the market and see what happens. Cause sometimes it takes a long time for a house to sell, you know? And so, okay. They came out, uh, took pictures and, you know, did the whole thing, did the write up, put it on the MLS on Tuesday afternoon. And by Wednesday morning, we had a full price offer on the house. And it was like, boom, like, yes, that is so awesome. So much better than expected. Never would have saw that coming. I mean, holy smokes, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And simultaneously we're like okay we got the green light i mean we know for sure i mean this is just more confirmation uh more certainty in our conviction in our hearts that we're doing the right thing so we come out to boise and we're driving all around we're looking we're you know we get set up and connected with a really super awesome realtor out here and he's just showing us everything and he's giving us virtual tours and driving us around you know we got what felt like the royal treatment. We found a house, we're like okay we're gonna do it we put in the offer our offer was accepted it was just like bam 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 and so we start the packing process. Now, this was a big house and it was a lot of packing. This is, we'd lived there a while. I mean, how fast can you accumulate crap, right? So we've been living there accumulating. We're like, okay, it's time to purge. So we had a garage sale. The garage sale was like a smashing success. Made like almost five grand at a garage sale. I mean, unbelievable, like better than expected every step of the way. Wow, this is so cool. Everything kept going along like that right down to the very two days or so before we were going to close on that house. Mind you, we're going to sell and close and we're going to kind of roll the profits of that sale into the purchase of a new home and all of that kind of stuff. Well, as it came to pass, the buyers of our house backed out at the last hour and left us hanging like 
fat. Like, whoa, that is not good. Fat spoke, uh, fat stick in the spokes, right? That was uh, crisis mode, crisis mode. Ah, what are we going to do? How are we going to get out of this situation? Do we need to back out of buying our house? No, we really want it. We need that for schools and I'll be. That moment did not meet my expectations. And I got frustrated. You know, I was like, son of a, I don't know, you know. And so I'm dealing with the realtors, you know, and the bank and all that kind of stuff. And we weren't sure that we were going to be able to buy the house that, that I'm sitting in right now recording this. And it was because all these things just came crashing down and my expectations weren't met. And man, I started like panic. I mean, you want to talk about uh, a rough couple of weeks. It was this time of like, oh man, what do we do? Stress was at the peak of intensity. Uh, communication between my family was breaking down. Like we were, everybody's stressed and, and strung, uh, strung, uh, stretched thin, strung out. You know, how do we, we got to keep this together. You know, it's easy to be a, a happy go lucky, nice guy when everything's going good. But when everything's hits, you know, goes sideways, what do you do? How, where's your character when the shit hits the fan? Right. And so this was my thing. Like, there's no excuse. I can't make an excuse for a bad attitude. I just had a bad attitude. Right. At times I was frustrated because my expectations weren't being met. And to just cut to the chase at, you know, at the end of the day, we ended up buying this house that we're in right now. And we love this house. And if we had sold the other house, we would have not been able to buy the house that we're in. It was kind of this weird technical kind of thing where they said, oh, well, you know, da, 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 da. but the point is, and the facts are that if that house had sold like I expected it to, then we wouldn't have been able to buy the house that we're in. We wouldn't have been able to close. And so despite my expectations not being met and all my excuses for being frustrated and having a bad attitude, which seemed really legit at the time, like I'm moving and I'm not sleeping and I'm not frustrated. Okay. That's again, just excuses. You know, I got knocked off my bubble, knocked out of center. I came back to that's the end. That is the inevitable chaos of life, you know? So I came back to the center to the, just, you know what? I just, I gotta have a little faith here, follow an intuitive trusting heart. I need to trust in the process. I need to let go of the illusion of imperfection. Just be here now. Trust that life is always perfect. Just as it is, it cannot be in any other way. And if I'm going to have expectations, why not just have that one solid expectation that things are going to work out better than expected. And no sooner had I come back to that place after a few weeks of <laughs> being, uh, you know, not at my best. That would be a nice way of putting it. My wife would probably put different words to that. But ultimately, you know, not being uh, not being at my best. When I when I came back to that center of, you know, it's going to be better than expected and let go. Man, things clicked back into place. And it's like, ah, everything's going to be OK. Everything's going to be all right. Man, I, play, I played some Bob Marley. We were unloading our, our U-Haul truck. And I was like, you know, rise up this morning, smile at the rising sun. And this is in the middle of a chaos. But as long as I was centered and focused internally, tapping into that source of peace, strength, confidence, trust, love, light. It didn't matter. You know, we're eating cold sandwiches on a, on, a, on the floor. And my daughter says, this is not like home. I don't. And I was like, you know what? 
I feel you. I know what you're talking about. But home is ultimately where the heart is. Home is where we are together as a family. And as long as we've got that, as long as we've got heartbeats, as long as we can give hugs, you know, life ain't all that bad. So these kind of lessons are good. They're hard to learn. It's hard to learn to let go of our expectations. You know, we can hold those expectations out in, in the positive sense, but just be ready to let go of them or to readjust that to them as necessary. Don't allow your expectation or the failure to meet expectations to lead to a whole slew of excuses. There's no, there's no point. There's no purpose in that. There's no value in that. Excuses are just avoidance. You know, we're avoiding the inev- inevitable chaos. We're, we're rather than accepting, we're avoiding. We're averse to. We're, we're kind of detaching from life, right? Except that life is what it is. We've talked about it. is life always perf- perfect as it is. If you haven't checked out that episode, go back and check it out. Yeah, but ultimately, it is what it is. And if we can accept it for that, we can move forward. You know, coming back to time and again to that question, if, if life is happening for me, what's the lesson here? How can I grow? How can this help me become a better person? How can this help me understand things differently? How can this, how can I turn this challenge into a source of strength and and triumph? And the answer is by changing the story, by resetting expectations, letting go. I don't expect life to be fair. I don't expect things to work out the way that I think they will. I do expect that they're gonna work out better than expected with the catch that I might not understand that in the moment. And if it's not working out better than expected or it appears not to be working out better than expected and I, and I get off my bubble, I get all you know disgruntled and bound up internally, what are my excuses? Let them go, right? Shred the excuses. Take radical responsibility for your own emotional state of mind all the time. Radical responsibility right where you're at for right where you're at and how you are feeling, your current physical, mental, spiritual state. That's all you, baby. There ain't nothing anybody else, you know, it's not, oh, somebody was mean to me and so I'm not happy or or the sky is falling. So, you know, life's not perfect or whatever the case may be. There is no excuse aside from we're convincing ourselves <laughs> that there is excuse. You know, we like to rationalize and justify our own unhappiness and our own unhealthy emotional patterns, mental patterns. But that's just human, right? Don't beat yourself up. Let it go. I mean, come on. We all make mistakes. We all suffer sometimes. The struggle is real. But let's work on reducing that cycle of self-induced suffering. How do we do that? You know, I did that video today on overcoming crisis mode. You know, ultimately we need to interrupt those patterns in our lives. We need to use, you know, thought, mantra, and breath work. You know, we, we need to regain traction mentally, you know, get out of the clutter and the cloud and the chaos and the shitstorm going on in the mind by really focusing on what's most important, what's real right now. What's real right now is I'm alive. And as long as I'm alive and I can breathe, I have choices. You know, so the breathing exercise was uh, four breaths in. And that would be I am breathing. Right. And then four breaths out. I have choices. 
I am breathing. I have choices in, 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 out, 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 man. Just doing that like that using the breath work, attaching our mind to the, to the magic of mantra, or using those words, those syllables to, to train the brain to be present in the moment, to positive thoughts, to positive ideas, concepts. You know, this is changing things, right? In, in real time, like in, in the most existential sense, we're changing our biochemistry. We're changing our brave wave, brave uh, brain waves, right? And so this is how, yeah, when we find ourselves at a loss or caught up in the chaos of unmet expectations, what do we do? We go back. We use our breath work. We use our, you know, our tools so that we can recalibrate and come at it again fresh. And so we get calm and then we want to get clear. You know, we use that breathing technique, the three count hold. And it's like this. It's three in, three slow, deeper breaths in. And then we pause and we hold and we feel full. So it might be like this. Uh, right and as we're inhaling it's my want is and then listen calm the mind as you exhale relaxing what's what's the answer on the inside right learning to tune in to that still small voice on the inside but to that intuitive voice in our heart my want is the next step is my need is you know these three in and pause and hold appreciate and let go you know when we do that and we begin to ask ourselves those questions and turn inward we can begin to tap into that um, knowing in the heart or that internal conviction that internal guidance system when we get out of our head and into our heart so we use the breath work to do that we use the magic of mantra to do that and in the process, we change our thinking and we change when we change our thinking, our perspective changes. Right. And what's really going on is we are retelling our story or we're changing the story. We interrupt the pattern that promotes the negative feelings. So if we're, you know, I expect something bad to happen or this expectation wasn't met or whatever the case may be. When chaos happens, when the inevitable chaos happens and we find ourselves making excuses why we're not happy or not where we're at, stop, time out, interrupt, interrupt. You know, there's got to be a reason or a way or something, something, something. What can I do right now? You can take control right now. Right now you have choices. And so with that choice, the best thing you can possibly do is control your breathing for just a few minutes. Even if it's just one big, slow, deep breath, take just one deep breath. Eckhart Tolle, brilliant man, wrote the, the book, The Power of Now and, and A New Earth. He's got a lot of good stuff out there, right? But in one of those books, I'm not sure which one, he's talking about, you know, like how, how the... How the heck do you get from, you know, lost and confused to, you know, clear and confident? And in his answer, it was just one deep breath. You know, how do you flick that inner switch? Turn the light on on the inside. It's just one deep breath. How do you tune in to what's real right now? This infinite unfolding of potential in your own life, your own potential. Just one deep breath. I think that there are lots of breathing techniques that we can use. If you don't learn any of them, that's okay. They're powerful tools. You, you should, you know, check it out, learn the tools that work best for you. But if you don't do anything else, just take one deep breath, you know. Pause to appreciate the power and then 
relax and let go. Let go of the expectations. Let go of the illusion of imperfection. When I say pause to appreciate the power, I want to I want to expound on that just a little bit here because you realize that you are a powerful creature, right? You have the power to create and to destroy. You can create your own reality. You can destroy your own reality. You can create, you know, physical, mental, and spiritual reality. You can you can create destruction in all of those areas too. You're a powerful cosmic force, you know, created in the image of God, you know, so says the scriptures. You know, you are an embodiment or an essence of God. You know, in some traditions, you know, you are God. And ultimately, we are we are creators. We are co-creators of the universe. And so we have this power in us. We can choose to use change, man. We can change our brain. We can change our bodies. We can create whatever we want in life. We can. We really, truly can. How? Well, it's a bit of a process. You have to learn. First step, you know, self-arrest, man. Take a look at the expectations. What do you expect to get out of life? What are the excuses that you don't already have it? You know, starting to look at those things. What's your plan? What strategies do you have to deal with the inevitable chaos of life? You know, that's something to look at. All of these things are uh, always, always on my mind anyway. I mean, they're always kind of rolling around the background, right? So often what seems more real is what's right in front of you. I got to go into this meeting. I don't know what to expect. They may shit can me today and I might not have a job tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to feed my family, provide a roof or shelter. I don't know what my next step is. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. You know, there's, there's very real world practical problems that can seem to be like, uh, you know, all this, you know, spiritual foofy stuff or, you know, yeah, 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 you know, hippy dippy bullshit, all that, you know, that's how does that even apply? How is that important at all? Given the crisis that I'm in right now, my problems are more important than all this other stuff. And I would pause anybody that feels that way. Or if you know somebody that feels that way, you know, pause for a moment, understand that that's real to, to whoever's in that mode. That's real. That reality, the people that are facing that reality, facing the reality of chronic pain, facing the reality of a surgery or a suffering, loss of a loved one, all of these things, that is reality. But it's just the mental relationship to reality. Does that make sense? The, the difference between what's real right now and what I think is real right now is, is a, a magnitude of perception. And we can get a little bit deeper when we go inside and internally, we kind of do that hard work of the heart. We begin to change the way that we perceive life. And as our perception begins to change, our relationship to reality changes a little bit. It becomes a little bit more transparent and fluid. And in that, we become a little clearer about what life is all about, what really is important. And somewhere in the in the process of this personal growth or the development of perspective and all of that is is the point where we realize you know as long as i'm alive and breathing and i can choose to use change i have free will i'm a cosmic force you know all of that kind of stuff i can change my story 
I can rewrite my story. I've got this paper right here. Ah, I'm going to grab it. Look at that. Oh, hear that? Paper rattle. Okay. I actually wrote this down uh, 1 12 2017. So, what is that? That's like uh, almost three years ago, right? And it says just in simple words, you know, life is a blank page. What will I write? You know, life is a blank page. What will I write? The story inside my head. I mean, we've got scripts. We've got reel after reel of stories inside our heads. But life is a blank page. What do I want to write? My life isn't just the collection of stories from my past. My life really, you know, if I want to live, live my own legend and leave my own legacy, you know, my life is all about the story that's unfolding. I, I can't, you know, I can reshape, you know, rephrase the words or the wording of my stories that have led me to right now. And that's a worthy exercise, especially if you, if you've got a lot of pain in the heart, a lot of, you know, emotional baggage. I mean, who doesn't have baggage, right? A lot of times if we go back and we, and we evaluate and and change our stories in relationship to past experience, we can find that we can actually just let go of that baggage. We don't have to carry it with us moving forward, but understand that right now in this unfolding moment, you know, this story is being created. And the ending to the story, I know there's some really cool quote that escapes me at the moment. Like, you know, your life story brought you to this moment, but it, it, ultimately you get to create the ending to your own story. How do you want to finish your life? How do you want the next year or two to look? How do you want the rest of today look? What's important now? How are you going to win? What's important now? right? What's real right now? What can you do right now? What are the little things that really matter? More important even than all the things that seem to be pressing in on you, all the things that you don't have control over. What if you didn't even focus on that right now? What if you just said, you kind of like push it out there like a force field and just said, you know what? I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm just going to trust it's going to be better than expected. And then I'm going to build this little cocoon around myself and I'm going to go within myself to find that peace, that purpose, and ultimately that guidance about, you know, knowing what to do next, that path that's aligned with my soul intent in life. (sighs) It's a better place to be, guys. It's a lot better place to move from. You know, this is, if we can live like that, every day well hey man i think that we're moving in the right direction if we if we can uh if we can live like that every day like awesome you're a saint probably right if we can live like that or come to that point more frequently every other day a few days a week you know whatever how often can you find yourself accepting life just as it is and excited about the positive potential of the future remind yourself that of often, right? Life is a curious exploration of infinite potential. Life is living in the fullest expression of who you were born to be. Are you living in the fullest expression of who you were born to be? Do you feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all those things? And if you don't, what are you doing about it? Because life's too short to squander feeling like shit, man. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be stressed out all the time. You don't want to be sucking. You don't want to be hurting. You don't want to be suffering unnecessarily. So what are you doing about it, right? What are the expectations? What are the excuses? You know, how are you handling and how are you navigating the inevitable chaos? Well, you know, every day is going to be a little bit different. So today, 
I shared my chaos and how I overcame it. I planted my ass in this chair right here to sit down and really share my heart with you guys. Uh, and I find that I've found my voice. I feel a little bit better here than when I started. I started out just kind of, I got to do this because I committed myself to doing it. I, I, I committed myself to this process of sharing and growing together, right? And so I'm going to be here doing this, sharing what's real, raw, and relevant to me at the moment. And I hope that in the process of this sharing, you can you can feel that I care. Like my sharing is caring. This is me um, trying to manifest positive impact, trying to offer inspiration, encouragement to share the tools that I'm using in my own life or I've learned, I've collected throughout uh, my experience and all that. You know, guys, if there's anything I can do, you got questions, let's connect. Hit me up, look me up on Facebook, Luke Throop, LukeThroop.com, StokeMySoul.com, all that stuff. You know, go check out the Soul Focus Facebook group. There's kind of a limited time. It's open right now. We're going to squeeze some people in there, but I want to keep it. I want to keep it close, uh, tight knit, intimate community where we can really communicate and encourage each other. We can share and equip each other um, to really go out there and and live that life, that meaningful life, that life that just feels like, yes, this is the life that I've always known I should be living. You know, I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for my family. I want that for my friends. I want that for perfect strangers. You know, I think that happy people make the world a better place, right? So what can I do to help people be happy? What can I do to help myself be happy? You know, happy people make the world a better place. That's, I mean, it's like undeniable, right? So how can you make yourself happy today? How can you make somebody else happy today? Just think about it. Have fun with it. You know, evaluate your expectations and excuses uh, and get out there and enjoy. Embrace the life that lays before you. <laughs> That's what I got to say today, guys. Uh, I hope that you're out there having a good one. If you're not, uh, listen to some more podcasts. Find something that is inspiring to you. It doesn't have to be me. I mean, obviously, there's so much good stuff in the world. Get out there, connect with something positive and be something positive. And I'll look forward to connecting with you guys soon. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you find value in these podcasts, if you're enjoying it, you think somebody else, hey, you should probably listen to this guy, please share. That's not too much, right? Sharing is caring. So I look forward to connecting with you guys soon and I hope you guys have a great day. Peace.